Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. On this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, I'm going to be talking about the SRG Awards that were given out February 4th at Captain Con. Joining me to talk about this, a man who pretty much needs no introduction, but he absolutely deserves one. Just a veteran of the game, former hardcore champion, member of Impact. You see him all over the place. Future Hall of Famer, Mark Perry. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. I don't think I'm a future Hall of Famer. I don't. I don't take this game as serious as everybody else does. Look, oh. you're look you you're a future Hall of Famer. Now, then again, I also say Nate Wagner is a future Hall of Famer, but so yeah, take that for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go through the nominees and the awards and just talk about each one. To give an idea of the format, I'm not doing this in the order they were announced. Brian Waitfort Schmidt, the night before the award show, posted a document, I believe it was a spreadsheet, of all of the nominees. I printed them out. We're just going to go in it in reverse order. So I'm starting with page eight and going back to page one. And then I'll talk about some things because not all of the awards are listed. Also, as a disclaimer, in order to get this out in a timely fashion, it's going to be released with limited editing. So I apologize if there are any audio issues. We're just going to release this as raw as possible just so it gets out. Let's make it clear. My opinion is the only one that matters. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Let's roll, Michael. (laughs) That's rough, man. My opinion doesn't matter. It's my show. I invited you on. How are you going to start yeah. off like that? <laughs> because just, you know what? This is great. Let's, let's, let's just roll into it. All number right. So, one. so number one, this was not listed on there, but apparently somebody had a birthday. So they gave out a happy birthday award to Jason Fosson. They, 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 so. they, they left a point out of his name. It's Jason the sellout Fosson. But yes, happy birthday to you, Jason. All right. I didn't even know he was for sale. <laughs> the sellout. He's a sellout. Okay. Next award was not listed on the award sheet at all. Best Drip Award. The nominees were the general manager, John Calace, Screaming Danchi, Dread Pirate Tech Support, Swaggy D, and Loudmouth Leo Larynx. With the winner, Screaming Danchi. All right, let me jump just a hot take on this one. If it's not okay. John Calace, and if it's not Loudmouth Leo, then it's definitely Maddie the Drip Barone. Exactly. Now, I, how is he not even a nominee? I don't get it. Don't understand it. But yeah. screaming Danchi, I don't know. Do you, do you? I guess you win by wearing dirty sweats all the time. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe because he was in attendance. They want to throw a pity bone award. I don't get it. They got it wrong. Next. <laughs> all right. 
again, personally, I don't see it. Maybe I'm just not around when he's dressed. But, well, let me rephrase that. I mean, I'm not around when he's dressed up, when he's in the swag. So I may just not be aware of that, but swag, um, Screaming Danchi wins that one. All right, next one. Rookie of the year. This is a big one. It's I like kind of hit. We're kind of hitting it earlier. Big one. Six nominees: John Mathis, Piglet, Rowdy Ron, Brian Lee, aka Johnny Korea, the Prize Fighter Simon Davner, and Split. All right. Well, this one's a simple one. I wrote in this one. Um, a lot of these I wrote in my nominee, and then uh, I like to see him on there. But the, it was really only two people: Rowdy Ron and Brian Lee, and they got it right. Brian Lee, he got a world title shot. He he played very well at Origins. It's 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 a no brainer. Rowdy Ron did get a lot of titles, so he he should be, was a close second place. But yeah, it, it's Brian Lee. I mean, this is really a loaded category. I think all these guys, any year, could win it. Well, anyone anyone having this the year like any one of these six guys could have won. It. It's to me, it's real hard to to differentiate. I mean. John Mathis, I think, gets almost no run. The guy won the Underworld Championship in his rookie year. That's yep. one of the big five belts. Won his rookie year, and I feel like he gets – I have to talk him up because he is a BCW. He is one of the locals. But, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. There are people in this game today who've never won one of the top five belts, and he got one in his rookie year. I believe Rowdy Ron also did that in his rookie year too. Rowdy Ron got several in his rookie years. So. Yeah, but yeah, these are all all great nominees. I can't, I couldn't argue with any of them winning. Congratulations to Brian Lee. Catchphrase of the year. You suck, Canoli. Put some respect on that. Stay chilly. Big pig energy. Young dumb, young dumb, young dumb, and broke. And embrace the darkness. Well, I only wrote in one, and uh-huh. I, I I wrote it in incorrectly, but because I I always thought he said cannoli, you suck, but you suck cannoli. I wrote that one in; it was the only right in, and uh, you know what? I think it won, and that and it won for a reason. It, we hear it all the time. When this, trying to figure out who I would nominate, I mean, you suck cannoli is just as good as any of them. Yep. I mean, if I were just to go through this. Big Pig Energy. I mean, I'm not around those guys, so I'm assuming that refers to Piglet. So maybe that doesn't hit for me like it does for others. We'll talk about Young, Dumb, and Broke later. And Breaks the Darkness outside of the Nightmare King, a.k.a. the Dark Prince. Who says that? Same thing with Stay Chilly. Same thing with Put Respect on that. It's not anything like Roll Flip Squat or Chugga Chugga. I don't think any of them were of that level this year. So, yeah, why not you suck, Canoli? I wrote him in. I'm happy he got there. Easy dub. Let's go. Next. All right. Commentator of the Year, a.k.a. the LEO Award. The Tide Mabata, Brian Schmidt, Chidi, Evie Fresh, Lucky Cat Nico, and Foxworthy are the nominees. The winner, Chibi. 
Uh, you know what? Of, of all these, EV Fresh is probably the most one. I don't even remember who I wrote in on this. So you know what? If they say Chibi, that's it's Chibi. But I think EV Fresh does a, a nice fresh take with it. Um, Chibi can can continually talk over the play, and we're, it's hard to understand. So Chibi, shut up! You're talking too much. Just cover the play. Let's not keep rambling on the tail of the take after the match has started. You should have done that before the match started. Get out of here. Should have been EV Fresh. I disagree. Uh, you know, I can't remember who I wrote in. I feel like Nico is one of them I wrote in. Nico and Schmidt really do the bulk of this. You only really get Bombada when it's a trios match. Evie, Evie Fresh, a.k.a. Everett Stevens, when it's a tag. So maybe they don't get the reps that other people do. I'm not going to argue with this. Congratulations to Chibi. Oh, yeah, by the way, congratulations to everyone for winning these awards. I may forget to say that. But that's that. All right. Best musical performance. Four nominees on the list. One, I believe, announced at the podium. JAC, Eyes On It. A Boss Original, a Boss Song featuring Bobby O. No idea what the song is. Alexander Slamilton's performance of the National Anthem. Another Boss rap song, I'm Blessed, which I think also has Bobby O. I believe that is Candyman on it as well. And then apparently Le Penguin doing a God Bless America intro. I'm not too familiar with that one. The winner here, Alexander Slamilton's performance of the National Anthem. That was the one and solely one I wrote in. They got it right again. Live, live stream promo. Good job, Alexander Slamilton. Todd Brooks killing the promos. Look, first off, I'm, I'm ride or die JAC. JAC should have won this back to back. but. I mean, look, is it, in, is it Whitney Houston? No. Is it Roseanne Barr? No. Well, uh, but it's, you, you could say there is some Roseanne Barr in a couple of these other ones, but yeah. Okay. I mean, it wins, so that's best musical performance. Don't know if that'll repeat. That's, that's our first page. Go up second page now. Match of the year. Aimed to the Italian Bombada Award. Now, I don't know if this means he's now ineligible. A lot of times that's what happens, but it's now called the Italian Bombada Award. There were six nominees listed and then a seventh announced during the award. The six nominees were John Polvino versus Brian Lee, the finals of the Enter the Final Dungeon. CAC tournament. Bob Dunn challenging Eddie Fury for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Jeremy Steigerwald versus John Press 1P, the Underworld Finals Origins match. The star maker Everett Stevens versus the prize fighter Simon Davner, a PAX Unplugged last competitor standing match. I believe Everett Stevens was putting his career on the line. If he lost, he would be out. If he won, the identity of the star maker would be revealed. The Dangerous Alliance versus the tag team of, again, John Press 1P and James Booker. The Italian Bombata versus Candyman, the 
finals of the first Play Pure tournament, and then the John Polverino versus Kirk Polka, Polverino the champion, Polka the challenger, Underworld Championship match. Also, I believe at Origins. The winner here, the Candyman versus Bombada Play Pure finals, where Candyman becomes, I believe, the inaugural Play Pure champion. Well, they, this is a serious botch here. Because you know what? How many people watch that? I can tell you right now, not many. Not many. I couldn't even tell you what it was for, even after you said it. Very un, unrememberable match. They botched. They botched. This is clear and concise. You can see a lot of big names on here. And the big names brought the big streaming value. And there's a botch because you know what? Brian Lee and Press 1P, that Atlanta CAC final, probably the most streamed final of any CAC with viewership. They got it wrong. It was great. It was phenomenal. Big time botch. People are blind who voted on this one because they obviously did not watch the other ones. Go back, watch all the matches. You'll see that this was a Steve Rest Simpin or, or the Bombada Simpin. I don't get it. Next. Um, look, I'm, I have no commentary on who is or isn't Simping. Just going through these, Polka versus John Polrino is going to be a very memorable match. John Polrino wins the Underworld Tournament at Origins using... Scarlet Graves, as a result, he has to defend the Underworld Championship because he's the champion at the time against Polka using Scarlet Graves. Polka, with some next-level tech, not playing the Scarlet Graves strike finish using a generic, taking Polverino completely by surprise and winning that match. Huge moment. Bob Dunn winning the championship live in person. Las Vegas, MGM Grand, huge stage for the biggest belt in the Legendary Fighting Federation. Those two would probably click to me before the Play Pure finals. I feel like those, just because the championship is bigger. That's my thoughts, match of the year. Shock of the year. The Void shows up to FreeCon. Everett Stevens is revealed to be the star maker. I mentioned that just a moment with match of the year. Everett Stevens being revealed as a star maker. Gen Con in the aftermath of the Gen Con match, Bob Dunn versus Yasmin. Yasmin challenging for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship held by Bob Dunn. After the match, it's revealed that Yasmin, Candyman Dan, and Candy Mam are members of Think Tank. I mentioned it earlier, John Mathis defeats the only two-time LFF Underworld champion, Kirk Polka, for that championship. Alec Ventresca defending, I believe, the Underworld championship against Press 1P, essentially using weapons, putting, putting Polverino in a position where he would have to win by disqualification, but if he does, not becoming champion. and. Matt Nealon winning the Origins World Heavyweight Championship Tournament and Gen Con World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Those are the nominees for Shock of the Year. The winner, Yasmin, Candyman Dan, and Candyman joining Think Tank at Gen Con. I don't, I don't see how that's a big shock. Next, who cares? 
Void showing up to a thing. People show up everywhere. Next, how did that even get on this list? Everett is the star maker. That was pretty cool. Uh, Mathis defeating Kirk Polka for the underworld. Crazy, crazy. That 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 deserved to be there. Alex V using weapons. Uh, this is the one I wrote because Alex is such a play pure kind of guy, and 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 you know what? He he defended losing by DQ or yeah, and then uh, Matt Nealon. That's crazy, bro. Just to imagine to do that. I won't say it's a shock because he's a great player. So me, me personally, uh, probably it's it's it was a tie. It's a dead set. Either Alex V using weapons because he's so against it, and Polka losing because it it was like okay. So if if truly my my guess is the one that's most unbelievable, a real shock. Alex V using weapons. You know, look at this list. Everett Stevens is a star maker. May be a shock. I think the biggest handicap for that is I don't know how big that feud was. It didn't feel as big as it could have to me. Maybe that's because it was resolved at PAX Unplugged, not as big a stage as Origin or Gen Con or even a Grand Gathering. Um, Mathis defeating Kirk Polka, only a shock because he's a new player. Alec V using weapons. A lot of players have done that. Kirk Polka did that tons with the Underworld Championship. Matt Nealon winning both majors. The only shock is a player winning two big tournaments in the same year. Matt Nealon's a great player. Matt Nealon winning a big tournament is not a shock. The Void showing up the Freecon. I'm a fan of the Void. The Void has retired and unretired. I want to say that we're now on his third retirement. He's since unretired and retired again. Broken record, recently. Bro. Broken I mean, record. So... It's hard, you know, the first time is a shock. You know, the, it's diminishing returns. You can't keep you can't keep stepping away. All right. So I'm I feel Yasmin Candy Fam joining Think Tank. I mean, maybe a shock. I mean, the to me, the biggest shock of all of that is Candyman Dan leaving the dangerous wool order. I mean, Yasmin and Candyman being in a faction, that's already happened. You know, so, but congratulations to them. Shock of the year. Best hair. College boy, Adam Britt. Fireball. Paul Trejo. Drew Madsen. Mr. Moneymaker. Ryan Pierce. The winner here, college boy, Adam Britt. Now, this is an easy one. It should be the Ryan Piercer Award because he's got the best hair. He's won the best hair, and he's on this ballot again. It's got to be the Piercer. Just change. If you're not going to give it to him, change the name to it. Then give it to second place. Uh, nothing against any of these other people. So, yeah, Adam Britt, cool. Uh, Adam Britt won the Ryan Pierce Best Hair Award. Take Brian off the ballot and just name it after him. I'm fine with the, uh, co- I'm fine with the college boy winning. No problem with the college boy winning. Card of the year. Boss Beats, Colossal Smash, Choke on the Smoke, Advise from the Sidelines, Ultra Cosmic Spin, Derail. The winner, Derail. This is a big time botch again. Card of the year. It's always after the card that came out that year. Derail's two years old. It's it's whatever. Get it's 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 had its day in the sun. This is the same as the botches last year when the card of the year was uh, back by the rack when it was two years old. Get it in your heads, people. 
it was this was a clear winner it was it wasn't even the boss beats it was the, the boss beats line as a whole colossal smash smash with a close second other than that just move on derailed is a is weird to see here number one because like you said is it is old number two of the line apocalypse rejected derailed derailed clearly holds the third spot in that line weakest card yeah. horrible I mean, you card. could argue you could argue apocalypse is number one derailed solid number three so not sure why that boss beats that line's great colossal smash is good but again you know it's it's limited if you're, yeah, you're only, pa only power 10 grapple nine point. that's it Yep. You can't you can't you don't have that stat line, you can't run it. Advice from the sidelines, I like that. It's clearly there to be a valiant version of Taunt's opponent, but still not Taunt's opponent. And then the Ultra Cosmic line, they're good. They're but not again, the boss beats lines. Yeah, boss beats being the stopping the follow-up and the finish is good. And blanking, if stopped effects, double good. And remember, that's blanking all in stopped effects once that card hits the table. Yep. So you play the boss beats to stop a grapple. If their strike has a if, if stopped effect, you just play a regular old double arm bar. They don't get the if stopped effect. That's a global effect that boss beats line has. So yeah, yep. I agree with you. Boss beats, I think, stronger than derail. Best SRG promotion renamed this year to the Rust Belt Award. Six nominees, three on the list, three added at the award show. ACCW, BCW, CCW, HCW, Legendary Realms, and NESS, or New England Super Show. HCW's Highlander Championship, BCW's Buckeye Championship, CCW's City of Champions Wrestling. The winner here, ACCW. Now, where was ACCW from? That's the Atlanta group. That's Atlanta, Atlanta Card Champion. Uh, yeah, Atlanta Card Championship Wrestling. Well, you know what? If it's not going to be Rust Belt, that's fine. They'd be putting on some good shows, but it, it, this only because this is now named the Rust Belt promotion for best promotion i get it that they don't get it because there ain't nobody beating rust bell all right i mean i'll be a slight homer bcw but it's hard to argue with accw i'd say the big difference is the personalities i mean yes we have bobby ohio we have colin the chrononaut but they have hold the line harry practice site the mott boys that i think is going to give them the edge we both had big creative competitor tournaments. But yeah, I understand why ACCW gets best SRG promotion. Heel of the Year. Dark Prince. The prize fighter Simon Davner. The big guy. It's listed as Evie Fresh, but I think the star maker Everett Stevens is more appropriate. And then two. Nominees added at the award show, Eddie Fury and general manager John Calais, with the star maker Everett Stevens winning. I have no problem with the star maker making it. Uh, 
I don't even remember. Oh, I think I put Alex Ventresca for heel for throwing weapons and stuff. Dark Prince deserves it for his allegations that he had against him yeah. that he didn't deny. Uh, but yeah, I'm okay with the Star Maker. Yeah, I put I put Nightmare King for um for for his whole scandal. But uh, the uh, the committee apparently signaled that um, the Star Maker was their choice, so the Star Maker wins. I'm fine with the Star Maker winning. All right, that's good. Next page. Best ring gear. Matt Pineapple, the masked version. This was my nomination. I thought the whole get up with the the coveralls and the pineapple mask for Matt Pineapple, great ring gear look. Split. The Shogun. Colin the Chrononaut, Alexander Slamilton, Shaggy Shark, and there was a little bit of a controversy here. So originally, it was announced that Shaggy Shark won. But then, award was announced. He later comes back and says, look, I don't have ring gear. I'm a naked shark. And so he basically, I believe, picks the Dread Pirate tech support to be the winner. So the Dread Pirate tech support wins best ring gear. See, this is another blind. They must have been just giving stuff away from people that were in attendance, which is another key why this show should have been a grad gathering when everybody was there. Because it's very clear. Split and Chrononaut. Even Alexander Slamilton. Always doing the promos and the gear. You don't see Shaggy doing this stuff all at all ever. But he was there. Let's give it to Shaggy. Matt Pineapple, great. Um, but no, it, it was either Split or Chrononaut. They botched. I, I agree with those two picks over Dread Pirate. I agree with you. That is one flaw of having it at Captain Con. When you could six weeks later have it the Grand Gathering, you have a much smaller audience. And I know they want people to essentially be there to receive awards. There are a couple picks on here that I think are victims of that, where, hey, you're here live, so we want to give you the award. I wish they would have this in a much bigger venue. I feel, I feel like there's going to be some heat coming because I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Dread Pirate tech supports. No, just giving, you my, just giving you my just giving you my opinion on. I think I mean imagine the award show with James Booker there. I met. I mean, these are things you could get. Imagine if the King showed up. You know, they're not going to show up to Captain Con. I I'm going to run Captain Con down slightly i'm not trying to be disrespectful but perspective the biggest event at captain con had 24 people playing in it all right bcw which i would think a lot of people would have as an afterthought pulls more people into cac rush yeah. belt pulls at least double that in a cac a Grand big award show needs a award big show. stage Exactly. Cap once you know that Grand Gathering 3 is going to happen, now it's possible that this was so far set in advance, especially because they had to work out the whole Captain Connie deal, they may have locked themselves in. 
and I don't know if they're just going to lock themselves in going forward. I would recommend against that. You need the bigger stage for this. All right, but let's move on. Let's go let's... on to the next one. Yeah, best new artist. Four nominees. Johnny Hinkle, Maxine Bowman, Heather Beaupre, and Jireem McMillan. The it's winner Jeremy. here, Jeremy. Heather Beaupre. Yeah. What was that? His name is pronounced Jeremy, but yeah. Oh, is it uh, Jeremy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just felt different. Um, you Sorry, know what? I, I don't know who that is. If you know I, him. I've seen, all, I've seen all the art. Um, okay. I, I'll tell you what Jeremy probably got on there because uh, he was he was my write-in, and it's because I'm biased. He did the new Alien Invader. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I didn't uh, know that. So, uh, but you know what? Even with my write-in, I'm going to tell you what. This guy... Total disrespected on him. Johnny Hinkle is a fantastic artist. This guy is amazing. And I don't get me wrong, I, I, I like Jeremy and I wrote him in. I didn't even consider Johnny. And that, yeah, I feel bad that I didn't even consider it because the guy is like lights out. So no disrespect for Heather for getting selected, but no. Yeah. It was Johnny. It was Johnny's yeah. silly. And I get Heather. People love the Chibis. She's been she's around much more. But I mean, yeah, Cheshire's done some great art. It's fine, but not So, are we? Do we have another special guest joining us? No, no, no. My my wife is sorry. It's starting to talk. My bad. Yeah, everybody, this you'll you'll get the hot mic take later. This is she was the the very person that was the hot mic with. <laughs> I can explain that All for right. people that want to know. All right. So next one. Uh, and next one. When you go to announce this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't know what all these abbreviations are, so go ahead and break it down for who they are so that people might know because... Okay. I'll do my best. I, I tried to do that earlier when we talked about promotions. Let's talk about here. Best new promotion. TVA. This is the Huntsville, Alabama group. I don't remember what TVA stands for, but this is the Huntsville, Alabama group, the Drew Madsen, uh, Dwayne Rainey, that group. Uh, Zach actually, that's at players. Misos, uh, this is uh, the new Louisville group. Kirk Polka, Greg Shockley, Colton Janikowski, um, Emma June, all those players. HCW, Highlander Championship Wrestling. And then finally, Indy is just referring to the Indianapolis playgroup. They don't have a name yet. Yeah. Uh, the winner here was the Misos game group. Uh, See so now, to me, Misos is just just a game. It's just a uh, a game store. Just a game store. Uh, if you ask me, man, the ones that have been promoting, killing it, smashing it ever since they got here, that's that's the TVA. That's the Alabama crew. They they deserved it. This was a botch, you know, probably because Misos orders a lot. I don't know, but no, it it, it should have been the uh, TVA. I mean, when I look at this list, I say, okay. Yes, Misos is a new store, but it's basically all the old comic book world veterans moving to a new location. You know, so you've got Slamilton there. You have Anarchy Sun there. These are the. This is just the Louisville group in a new store. It's not like it's a brand new promotion. I agree. HC again, they're legends, but you know, it's a new store is not a new promotion. Exactly. HCW Highlander Championship Wrestling. Highlander Games has been running things for years. They've been, you know, we just had Rumble at the Rumble of Five. They've been hosting 
since Rumble at the Rumble 2. This is They've been doing stuff for years. Um, the True Survivor has been in the game for years. This is his store. I don't know how you say this is a new promotion. Yeah, it's it's a next. So, but to me, it's between the TVA and the Indianapolis group. I couldn't tell you a single person in the Indianapolis group. If they've been making stuff and I've missed it, I'm sorry. So, yeah, to me, it's TVA. TVA's the of the two that I would say deserve to be on this. Our best fit the category definition. Exactly. TVA, TVA should win. Okay. Best SRG cameo. The SRG moms sign Polka greater than press 1P that she held up at an AEW event. Hold the line Harry's European tour as the United States champion. Brian Cage cutting a promo for the Dark Prince. And Alexander Slamilton Todd Brooks making appearances at Impact Wrestling shows. The winner here, SRG's moms sign Polka greater than press 1P. This sign got on TV. Yes. It, it was noticed by everybody. This is national television. They got it right. Next. 100%. 100% they got it right. It's my nominee. That's who I wrote in. Clearly, yeah, there's no, nothing bigger. I second, wrote it in as well. Second biggest wrestling promotion in the United States, possibly in the world. Maybe you could argue New Japan's bigger. Gets on national television Prominently featured, best SRG cameo. They got right. it right. They got 100%, it. 100% agree. Next page. The general manager of the year, the GM Clays Award. Jeff Ree Fox at, as the Elephant Underworld champion, um, general manager. Mark Perry as the LFF hardcore general manager. Hold the Line Harry as ACCW's general manager. The Italian Mambata, Chris Bagillo as the LFF Trio's general manager. Brian Schmidt as the GM of Highlander Championship Wrestling. And the star maker, Everett Stevens, as the general manager of the LFF Tag Team Division. The winner here, Jeffrey Fox, for being the general manager of the LFF Underworld Championship. You know, I, I, I can accept that. Jeffrey Fox has been on a good show. He's having uh, the Underworld defend it. It's been switching hands. It's It's been really good. The only botch here I see really is is just two of the nominations. This, this is an SRG show This the, that is about the General Manager of the Year, the GM Calais Award. These are titles that GM Calais has touched in some way, shape, or form. ACCW, no disrespect to Hold the Line, Harry. They're doing a great job down there. He doesn't need to be a part of this nomination. And Brian Waitford Schmidt, he doesn't need to be a part of this. This is not an SRG award for or GM Calais Award. Um uh, thank you for whoever got me written on the thing. Uh, the horse always does great in, uh, on the trios, and Evie Fresh does a great job. There, there's, you know what? It's the only botch here is we don't need store or local promotions on on an SRG GM Calais Award. Calais is the the face of the show or the super show, or should I say the heel of the super show? We don't need these local ones trying to even compete on the on the level of actual SRG belts. So. Congratulations, Jeff Fox puts in the work. It's great. You know what? If you want to do local local awards, why? Where are all the Midwest Coast? Where's the Deep South GMs on here? You know what? They're all doing great jobs. Nobody really, really goes over the top when it comes to these 
regional belts or shops or areas. So let's just keep the SRG award show, if, it, if it's something like this, to the SRG belts. So congratulations, Jeff Fox. Hard work. Deserved it. Hey, I, I, I just accept the fact that I was nominated. Good stuff. Yes, you absolutely deserve that nomination. But I can't argue with Jeffrey Fox. He is the general manager of the most prestigious championship in the Legendary Fighting Federation. He's done a great job. I will say this. I believe you could make an argument for a regional or even local general manager, depending on the quality of matches and feuds they put out. Book big matches, great feuds, then I 100% would say yes, they deserve to be on there. You can you can say that maybe they do, maybe they don't. I would not if you can make the case that hey, you know, look at the feuds that uh, Hold the Line Harry's put on. If you laid them out, I could absolutely say yeah, no, you know what? that deserves to be on there. He's had some great matches for what he's booked. Now, I'm not saying that in this case because I can't think of what Holdline Harry's done, what Brian Schmidt's done, but I could, I would accept that is a possibility. I'm not going to say you only have to be an LFF general manager to qualify. Yeah, let's move on. So, all right, next one. Pet of the year. Alvin. Gracie Who's the Alvin? Great Dane. Who's Alvin? Um, he's the one from the Alvin the Cat's Lucky Day. Card, that's the alternate version of Boop. Oh, okay. I think. No, no, I'm sorry. Put some respect on it. It's the alternate version of Boop. That's my fault. Alvin's another uh, grapple, I believe, skill requirement card. General Manager Blair, Queso, Farley, and Vex the Cat. Man, I'm going to tell you right now. I, 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 is, is the Great Dane, is it an actual somebody's pet i'm like of all these i'm like farley's just a plastic stuff or a, a stuffed animal next it's got to be queso or blair because i actually see and here we see in pictures of queso and blair um i think i actually wrote in queso myself but uh farley i guess if you want a stuffed animal as your pet of the year sure i mean i don't know why we're gonna nominate farley this is back-to-back -back winners of pets who are no, who are not alive. Yeah, I mean, not not a good trend to set. You know, R.I.P. R.I.P. Kalasis Frog. But um, yeah, to me, it's it's GM Blair and Queso. Those have the greatest visibility. I've heard of Alvin mostly because of that card. I didn't know anything about Gracie or Vex until I saw them here. So. Yeah. To me, it should be, I would probably say Blair over Queso. I think Blair has a greater profile. But, you know, Farley won. I, I, don't, I don't, why they're nominating stuffed animals, I don't know. I guess Nerf Fluff or someone else is coming out next year. I guess we'll see the LARPer winning <laughs> awards next year. All right, Road Warrior, a.k.a. the Bob Dunn Award. Math guy, Brandon Kong. All right, all right. Brent, who, who, who is this guy? Is this the guy from California? This is the guy from California. This is the guy who famously at Gen Con wrote out, you know, equations on multiple sheets of paper trying to prove that Finger Poke of Doom is the best card in Super Show the Game. <laughs> All right, that's, why, that's why he's math guy. 
Prince Butters, Press 1P, Jeremy Steigerwald, and the frequent flyer. The winner was math guy Brandon Kong. If you want to go by by, by miles traveled, maybe. I don't know. He's flown out to a couple things, a couple CACs, not reading the rules and bringing out the wrong character and stuff. Butters travels a lot, man. He went to Origins. He went to Atlanta. He's done a lot. Press 1P's gone to Origins. He's gone to Atlanta. I think Butters actually went to Gen Con, too. Steigerwald, he's always traveling. The frequent flyer, man, he... This this could be the frequent flyer award, but Bob Dunn Award. It's it's named after the guy that did go to everything until he ended up in the hospital. Um, I'll tell you what uh, they want to give it to Math Guy because he traveled all the way from the West Coast, all the way to the Midwest and the East Coast. That's fine, but uh, uh, it's, it's Jer- Jeremy and Butters has done it just as much. Um, I don't need. I've never even met this guy, but hey, if he's traveling from California, good on him. I'll, I'll take that. He spent a lot of money in airlines. I've met him a couple times. He doesn't really have a big presence on the forums. He's not really, I don't see him a lot online. But I've met him a couple times. I was there when he was working out the math. Um, I think just he seems weird because he's. Well, or this is an award I have a real strong feeling about either way. So I'm just going to move on. Yep. Gimmick of the year. Split. The Shogun. Chili Willy Danny Thunder. Emo Ma'am. The Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. Alien Invader. And this was added at the podium. Dread Pirate Tech Support. The All winner right. here, Split. You know what? I have no problem with Split. Split Split's been killing it since day one. So, and, and he, I think he's come out in the last year. Yeah, I mean, his character definitely has, but he's been around for a little bit longer than that. Shogun, cool guy. Love the guy. I actually got to meet him in, at uh, uh, Origins this year. Great dude. Uh, Chili Willy. It's it's just another Danny Thunder. Emo Ma'am. It's just it's just Candy Ma'am. Uh, emu, emu Ma'am, I mean. Excuse me. Uberstar. Gr- God, I love Uberstar as much as he hates my competitor and made sure I got 2023 Dread Pirate. I love Colin, uh, uh, not Colin, Simon, Simon Strauss. Uh, you know what? They, they got it right. Split absolutely destroyed it. I did write Alexander Slamilton as one of my write-ins, but Split was another one. This is one where I wrote two in. Uh, appreciate the love for Alien Invader, you know. I got I got the band hammer the the nerf hammer bet and I'm not gonna c- cry about it. This is this is cool. This is when you get th- those kind of things, guys. It just means you did something a little bit too good and don't take the stuff personally, man. Don't don't want to be a cry about, you know. It's Steve's game. Let the maker of the game do stuff. So yeah, I think they got this one right. Split is killing it. Great job all year long. Every promo, they're not three or four minute long promos. He's killing it. Same with Chili Willy, Uberstar. Yeah. The, all of them have put on great promos. And I'm going to say Split does the best. So, yes, gimmick of the year, hands down. They got it I, right. All the nominees are great. I agree with you. Split deserves a win. Split, split. There's no argument for me. Let's just move on to the next one. Split, 100% split. All right, next page. Best production, a.k.a. the South Bell Award. Brian, wait for Schmidt. For all the programs and events he streams on Twitch. Chibi for his Twitch streaming. Split for all the promos he does. Yours truly for this show. Cast. And Dick Thunder. All of the uh, video game streaming he does. 
from a WWE, I guess 2K22, with all the LFF characters he's created. All right. So before you go, we, mm-hmm. we do have to say the South Bell Award. She had set the bar so high for best production that it has to be named after her. I mean, her and uh, Griff, man, the shows that they put on, the quality, that there, there was no ever sound issues, no video issues, none of that kind of stuff. The, the winner, which I'll let you announce, deserved it 100%. And I, I'm just going to say it's, it's because Split won previous that I, I agree with this because Split's gimmick, his promos, fantastic outlaw mudcast michael i i know you get a lot of criticism i've seen the videos of people crapping on you you know what you do this for free you do it for love there's no need for people just to crap on somebody to make themselves feel good uh brian schmidt gets crapped on all the time he's the winner he deserves it good job brian brian schmidt fine choice you know him to me i always think of him as in chibi for doing this I hadn't considered Split, but Split does, Split does make great promos. I don't watch the Dick Thunderlip streams, so I couldn't really give an opinion. And then I don't, I don't ever feel like I'm doing a lot of production work. Certainly not on the level of Brian Schmidt or Chibi. I'm surprised I was even nominated for this. So I'll just take that and be happy. Best Super Show show: Chibi's Thursday Night Fights, Sunday Night Fights. Expanding the Universe, the Outlaw Mudcast, Talk of the Universe, and the Faction Wars Draft. The winner, Sunday Night Fights. Brian Schmidt goes back-to-back. Expanding the Universe last year, Sunday Night Fights this year. Uh, well, you said it was Expanding the Universe last year, so okay. Yes. Uh, you know, if you win one, it's good. I mean, Expanding the Universe, it does get a lot of views. It really does. Uh, talk of the universe it does sometimes it fluctuates especially if there's prize or something chibi's thursday night fights man i don't even know if you can call them thursday night fights you should just call them friday morning fights because that's when they've been ending uh your outlaw mudcast it's out you're always on a timely fashion i don't even think you've missed a single at least monday at least the faction wars draft i didn't even write in the faction wars draft but i i wrote in personally outlaw mudcast michael because you do this for free you don't get love you get crapped on all the time and i did write expanding the universe because i i did not even realize they won last year but for me after seeing this list i'm going to tell you what the one show that i actually watched from start to finish and i was pumped about it just seeing all the big brain decisions and stuff Faction Wars Draft. I didn't even think about it. This one should have won. First off, Outlaw Mudcast should win every year. Extremely cold take from Mark Perry. Hard disagree. But having said that, Faction Wars Draft was a great show because, you know, there was somebody that people kind of didn't see coming but had probably one of the best drafts in the history of the faction wars, someone who, you know, apparently no team wanted to pick up. So had to go out, create their own team. Yeah. Things didn't go the way they wanted, but one of the highlights of the faction Wars draft was me. So I can see why faction wars draft gets nominated. Makes total sense. (laughs) I mean, you know, best show. Best show, Outlaw Mudcast. Why wouldn't Faction Wars? You know, I'm, I'm prominently featured on it. Why wouldn't be so highly respected? Fights, 
it's not the other park. There's you know, always title shots on uh, Sunday night fights. Uh, I got a lot. I've been critical of Sunday night fights on this show. You've probably heard me talk about them. I, I, I think it serves a purpose. I think there's room for improvement. So, look, I'm going to argue with it because it should be me. It should be me. Outlaw Mudcast, day in, day out, every week. We're producing every week. The show may get delayed a day, depending on mostly for travel, but every week this show comes out. Can you say that about Chibi's Thursday Night Fights? No. Can you say that about Sunday Night Fights? No. Can you say that about Expanding the Universe? No. Can you say that about Talk of the Universe? For, uh, yeah, for the most part. This it. We're the only show delivering week after week longer than anybody else in the game. We should be recognized. I should win this award at least once before they go ahead and throw Outlaw Mudcast Award up there. This is the only independent show on the list. Every other show on this list is either produced by SRG Universe itself or in the case of Thursday Night Fights, it is the co-host of Talk of the Universe doing an official sponsored Thursday night event from SRG Universe. There's only one independent voice. It needs to be recognized, the Outlaw Mudcast. Let's move on to the next one. Too much tooting my own horn. We got to cut that off. That's going to be. That's going. This is going to be the speech that gets me kicked off the Facebook group. Next, <laughs> Champion of the Year, the Marcel Award. Nominees are Bob Dunn, Big Match Pete, Tim Riley, Candy Mam, Chili Willie, Danny Thunder, Kylan Bookter, aka the Corrugated Cardboard Villain. The winner here, the Judge Tim Riley. I'm okay with this one, you know. Um, he let's uh, we go. Let's go with Bob. Bob. Bob won the world title, lost world title, um, gracefully. Good job. Um, traveled for it. Always willing to defend in person. He he preferred it that way than online. Big match, Pete. He won the the world heavyweight title. He is bringing us all kinds of history and good stuff. Uh, Tim Riley. He he lost his belt and immediately snap decision. He was made the GM of his belt. I think they got it right. Candy Mam, I don't know how she gets champion of the year. She got stripped of some belts. Uh, Chili, uh, I think he's a title of something. Midwest Coast title. Yeah, yeah Midwest Coast champion currently. Yeah. yeah, Midwest Coast champion. And I think he has got the play pure. And he's the only person to defend it. But you're the only one that's actually got an entrance on that. So we'll, we'll go next on that one. And Kylan, what did Kylan have? I can't even recall. You know, I'm sure he's had something at I don't remember everything, guys. It's not a, not disrespecting the corrugated cardboard villain. He's put on great promos, great person in the Super Show community. I love I just don't cardboard know. images. Bro, that guy is killing it. I love I, – I can't wait. I hope if you're listening to this, Kylan, I want to meet you in person. I want to wear your cardboard glasses, bro. Awesome. Hilarious. I, I want to meet you too. I'm not going to wear your clothes. Though. It's a little too far. Next. But, yeah. I, Tim Riley's fine. I might have gone Bob Dunn. Champion award is supposed to be out more than just the champion, but Tim Riley, worthy. Event of the year. Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3, Enter the Final Dungeon, Captain Con, Marktoberfest 4, Origins, Free Con 3. Enter the Final Dungeon wins. 
the swan song of the final dungeon. I think that's going to be what put her over the top. That's that's what I think so too. Marktoberfest take- four is always is always a big event. Origins is always big. I'm going to tell you what there there's mm-hmm. there's one show that I or one event I'm going to miss this year because I'm going to Grand Gathering and then I'm going to go to a major Blood Bowl tournament in Spain this year. But I'm going to tell you what, didn't even have Gen Con here. No, the event of the year every year. This should be the SRG Origins event of the year award because Origins is always the best show. I've gone, once I went to one Origins, I swore off I'd never go to a Gen Con again. I'd only go to Origins because one, it was cheaper, more hands-on. It was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, the Super Show experience at Origins, it's cheaper. It's five days instead of four. You get more days of play. Their own dedicated play space. It's Origins is really the flagship convention for Super Show the game. It just is. And so it's hard to argue that the Origins doesn't, shouldn't deserve it. End of the final dungeon, though, I understand it makes sense. Let's go on to the next award. Yep. Rising Star. Six nominees. The Dark Prince, Rowdy Ron, Zach Ashley, Brian Lee, the prize fighter, Simon, Alec Ventresco with the winner, the prize. Well, there's only one botch on here. Rising Star, the Dark Prince. You can go, bro. You can go. Um, Brian Lee, he won Rookie of the Year, so I can get it while he's not. Simon's great. Uh, Alec has been absolutely killing it this year. But uh, I'd have to say they've missed this one. I think it should have been Ronnie Ron. Rowdy Ron, I think, would be a great choice. Prize Fighter, I think, is a good choice. Alec Ventresca, I just don't know if he's a rising star. I feel like maybe maybe I just feel like he's been around longer. To where he's more established. I mean, Rising Star is somebody kind of on, you know, on the way up. I feel like Alec Ventresca is already up. Zach, actually, I could see him, you know, just because of how new he is. Dark Prince, I mean, other than name change, is there a huge difference between Dark Prince and Nightmare King? Nope. Yep. Botch of the Year. Swing and a Miss Award. The oh boy, Kineticon logo on the Southern Fried Gaming Expo promos. Dangerous Alliance using the wrong stop in a tag team championship match. John Pulverino for getting a card effect and that card effect causing him to lose Faction Wars 3. And I, you have to explain this to me. You have a hot mic moment on Sunday Night Fights. And then gold standard being 2020 and getting better. This was the, I believe this was the previous change, not the most recent. Yes. Uh, all right. So my hot mic take with my oh. wife just walked back into the thing. Uh, you better get your beeper button. Uh, hold, ready. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, we keep it G on this show. So I'm going to need you to G. Okay. I'll do my best I can. So I was I was in the middle of a tournament and uh, I set my headset down, not realizing I didn't mute myself. And I yelled out to my wife that uh, she's getting some of that big dick thunder lips tonight. And everybody heard it. I immediately got like 
several texts, a phone call, Steve Resk asking me, bro, did you know you had your mic on? I'm like, nah, but I don't care. Okay. Most of my boys know anyway. So did not did not know that you guys were big, <laughs> big uh, big Thunderlips fan family. Love him yep, there. Okay, yep, we love the Dick Thunderlips. Huge, huge, huge fan of uh, of of Richard uh, a Richard Thunderlips Esquire, I guess. MD, whatever, depending on the universe. Um, the winner here was John Press One P for getting the card effect, costing him factual wars, costing you guys factual wars. We'll move on. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the details of that. Um. The Kineticon logo, I didn't even realize that was a botch. It makes sense now that I heard it. The Dangerous Alliance, the only downside to that botch is that they still won the match. Now, if it would have cost them the match, that's a huge botch. But see, they still went on to win. To me, that diminishes the botch. I will say, when Hold the Line Harry took the United States Championship to England, I thought he might have been going for botch of the year because the previous botch of the year was Danny Thunder losing the United States belt at a White Castle. What would be a bigger botch? Losing the United States belt in like a European castle. That would way top White Castle losing the belt. So that's where I thought Hold Line Harry was going with this. Ended up not happening so good. But, yeah, John Pulverino losing a big tournament through a botch. Makes sense. Botch of the year. Face of the year. Let's move on to the next category. Face of the year. Ken Fouché, Le Penguin, Bobby Ohio, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Bradley, and the judge, Tim Riley. The winner in this category, Le Penguin. Huge shout-out. To my brother in Frenchism, my Penguin for winning face of the year. This is a good list. Uncle Bradley, I mean, more appropriate for troll of the year, but not going to argue with the. They, they got this out- one right. They got this what? one right. This one's right. The Great Outdoors, I feel like she'd be higher up on the list if she just had more of a presence visibly online. You just don't. I've always had great interactions with her. Um, you just don't see her around as much. So yeah, Le Penguin, great choice. Best Mike Skills, aka the King Greatness Award. Nominees: Bobby Ohio, Piglet, the Goat Brock Smith, the Grump Danny Thunder Split, and the Phil Birch. The winner here: Bobby Mother Lovin Ohio. The Trio championship. No, 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 no. It should have been the Phil Birch. Bobby's won this before. I'm pretty sure he has because, yeah, he's got it. I can't recall. I don't track this. I don't remember. It's got to be the Phil Birch. No way. No way it's the Phil Birch. Are you kidding me? I mean, look, the Phil Birch making a huge splash. Talking a big game, although, what is he talking about? I mean, to me, I mean, you got the GOAT Brock Smith on this list. I mean, what is the Phil Birch, if not older, less accomplished, the GOAT Brock Smith? 
All right. I, I don't see it. Maybe maybe things will change, but where's the feuds? Where, where's where's the where's the where's anything? I see him having going back and forth. Eddie Fury. Is there going to be a match with that, or is it just more John? You know, the Phil Birch, big up and comer, went undefeated in his pod in the Rising Stars tournament. We will have to see what he does going forward. But to me, every one of those guys on the list better Mike skills, more consequential Mike skills. We'll see. Phil Birch, book's not written yet, but I'm saying no to Phil Birch. Actually, I think the GOAT Brock Smith would have been a good choice here, but I'm fine with my local guy, Bobby Motherlove in Ohio. Next award, Ring General, a.k.a. the General Cannoli Award. The nominees, the Grump Danny Thunder, Ken Fouché, Sean Loeb, the Italian Bombata, the Corrugated Cardboard Villain, and Ken Fouché, the winner, the Grump Danny Thunder. I get this pick, especially early on this year, winning so many Thursday night tournaments with different competitors. That's going that's essence of ring gym. No, no. It's it's Sean Loeb, bro. Sean Loeb's won a couple events with like big events like CACs and the most hilarious one was using Chris Pate's character. It's Sean Loeb for me. This is a botch. I mean, okay, outside of oh, so he used he used the slightly nerfed X Royce, a competitor that's banned everywhere. I mean, no, to me the essence of Ring General is piloting multiple competitors to victory. The grump to me fits that definition. I disagree with you here. Should have been the grump. Jobber of the year. Five nominees. Jim Bias, the Matt Custodian, Matt Barone, Dizzy Derailed, and announced on site Pat Mulligan, who wins. The ringmaster, Pat Mulligan, Pat the Thinker, Jobber of the Year. You know, I would have thought it's Jim Bias. He's clearly been lobbying for it. The, old, the big knock on Jim Bias is he's been a dominant Rust Belt champion for a long time. You know what? It's just Pat the Thinker. They got it right. How many potches can you get of, a t of trying to get a title? It's Pat the Thinker. They got it right. All right. Next. Deck of the year. Six decks. Colt Cabana's big... Sorry. The Colt Cabana deck from Big Match Pete. The Big Bad Bobby D deck, played by Bob Dunn. Matt Nealon's Trash Man deck, Tim Riley's Six Stop Big Match Pete deck, Chris Pate with the Ricky Riot, and Jeff Fox piloting the Mortician. The winner here, Matt Nealon taking his brother's competitor, the Trash Man, to great heights. Well, I think uh, the, the Ricky Riot shouldn't have Chris Pate next to it, although he's won a lot of... Uh, uh, online events with it i think you should have had sean Loeb's name on it as well but the winner is trash man come on trash man won gen con i agree trash man bat nealon taking the trash man trash man is a good competitor don't get me wrong i would say with the exception of the mortician these are all great competitors even colt cabana you know a little bit of a dark horse but not as bad as i think people would think but yeah i agree trash man winner artist of the year
Kieran Squires, Michael Denoya, Val Tarosa, Jason Cardi, Elvis Negrampa. The winner, Kieran Squires. They're all good. They're all they're all good. I'm I can't argue with any of them. The only thing I the only slight shade I would give is I just don't think Jason Cardi was prolific this much that much this year because I think he's just under contract working other projects. You know we don't see as much of him as we see Michael Denoya or Val Terosa or Kieran or Elvis Negrampa. But yeah, I'm fine with Kieran winning. I think that's a fine pick. Uh, I like I like Elvis or Val, but you know she's done a lot, or Karen's done a lot. I said she, Karen's done a lot of stuff this year, but I I think it it should be either Elvis or Val. They do the better work, in my opinion. Okay, fair. Faction of the year, the higher class award. The nominees were the Cuddle Commandos, the Dangerous Wool Order, Impact, Crime Wave, DQX. And the line, the winner, your faction, Impact. Well, this should be just named after us. This shouldn't be the higher class award. This should be the Impact Award. This is the one that that we come and we punch you all in the face. We win. You hate us. You hate our, our, our player of the era. They got it right. It's about time they got it right. Show us some respect. All right. I, I can just picture all the people pointing right now. Because Impact won. Next, best promo. James Booker returns to the bathtub. Rowdy Ron calls out everyone. Lauren Santiago blows up the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. Rusty Wool versus Kirk Polka. The Phil Birch introduces himself to the LFF. The big guy time travels to 2025. And Alexander Slamilton hosting a kendo stick party. The winner here, Lauren Santiago blowing up Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. Uh, I like Rusty Wool versus Polka. Uh, uh, Bill Birch's introduction. But Uberstar getting beat up by Lauren Santiago, that's always good. But yeah, in my opinion, yeah, it, well, <laughs> Booker. Booker's awesome too. Oof. But yeah, Rusty Wool. Rusty Wool gets my, my vote. I'm going to go Booker. First off, Booker's always great. Rusty Wool, I've never, allegedly the best player in Ohio. Who is he? I've never heard of him. I've never seen him around. Uh, I'm just, look, I'm a better player than Ohio, than Rusty Wool. And I'm not even a good player in Ohio. I'm not even, I wouldn't even be considered top. So Rusty Wool, overrated. Lawrence Santiago blowing up the Uberstar. I mean, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of special effects in that. Do you even remember what that was about? Not at all. What that, exactly. I mean, and again, what this is the attempted murder promo. You know, I liked, I liked Super Show, but when it wasn't the murder game, can we could go back to just being the wrestling game. I don't want to, I don't want to play the murder game. All right, let's keep this pro wrestling. So I would pick Booker. Congratulations. And I have to say, look, because people are going to say, oh, that's sour grapes because, you know, CCC. No. I said what I said. Next, best new signing. Homicide. Michael Mosley, Amber Nova, Jamie Senegal, Shay McCoy, 
Colby Carino. The winner here, Colby Carino. I'm just going to say I take your word for it because I don't know who any of these people are. So three of them are independent female wrestlers. I'm vaguely familiar with Amber Nova because there was a show I was going to go to in Central Ohio. She was supposed to be at and then canceled the booking. I don't know anything about Shay McCoy. I know Jamie Senegal used to be Jamie Lynn Senegal, and that's about it. Michael Mosley, he's the you know they they call him the fourth member of New Day. He creates a lot of their outfits. He's a cosplay guy. But I'd say outside of unless you know that particular history, you don't know him. The big names here. Homicide and Colby Carino. And Homicide is the legend of the two. Homicide was in the original LAX, if you've heard of LAX. He's been around for years, a veteran wrestler. Colby Carino, good up-and-coming wrestler. But he's mostly known for being you know, a young wrestler and the son of Steve Carino, who was a more established, you know, older, you know, previous generation professional wrestler. I'm saying Homicide's the best new signing. Tag Team of the Year. Animal Kingdom. The Mott Boys. Dangerous Alliance. Young, Dumb, and Broke. Under the Bridge. Chris Pate and the SRG Boss. The winner here, Young, Dumb, and Broke. Botch. They had one match. Huge botch. Exactly. Two matches as tag... Two matches as a tag team. One in 2021 had one match in 2022, lost it exactly right. Sean Loeb pointed this out, 100% correct. How their tag team of the year, I don't know. Hey, you know what? Mark, you and I, we haven't had any. T- you ever knew you and I ever tag up? Did Did you get? Did you go to the back to the mothership? Uh, did we? What? I lost. I lost my co-host. I guess I'm flying solo from here. On. All right, folks. Thank you to Mark Perry for being on the show. If he comes back, great. If not, um, great having you in the show. Afterwards, oh, Michael, I'm flipping burgers while we're doing this. Okay, I didn't know you'd take a second, John. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, no, I was saying, hey, have you and I ever tagged? No. So we're undefeated, right? We're undefeated. Right. So in 2022, we had uh, the same number of wins. And less losses than Young, Dumb, and Broke. So we should be tag team of the year, right? Well, no, it should be Dangerous Alliance or or Piglet and uh, uh, Johnny Korea. But yeah, yeah, no, I. With all kidding aside, yeah, it's hard to you can't make an argument for Young, Dumb, and Broke. You just can't. So great tag teams on here. Mott Bo- I don't remember Chris Payton, SRG Boss. I don't know if anyone does. I don't even know if they remember it for that matter. I don't think the boss did. So don't know how that got on there. Under the Bridge had some memorable matches. So did Young. So did uh, Mott Boys. 
started Animal Kingdom. You could make arguments for any of these people. Dangerous Alliance, hard to you know argue against them every year, which is why they announced after this award, Dangerous Alliance will be or did win Tag Team of the Era. The first ever Tag Team of the Era is Michigan's most dangerous alliance. Didn't even know they were going to make that a thing, but they decided to make that a thing. So congrats to them for that. Uh, let's go on to the next award. We're getting down to the end here. Hype Man Award, a.k.a. the Loudmouth Leo Award. The nominees were Bobby Ohio, James Booker, Piglet, The Mad Custodian, The Big Guy, and Split. I'm fine with Piglet won. Piglet won. I forgot to mention Piglet wins. Okay, who did James Booker is in the room. It is the Loudmouth Award, Hype Man. The only down, the only negative to that is, you know, I always think of Booker. To me, a Hype Man is hyping up for somebody else. Piglet's hyping up for Mott Boys and maybe for DWO. I guess you could see Booker as hyping up for Impact. But to me, Booker is a single act. That's just the way I view him. I don't have a problem with Piglet winning this. LFF Competitor of the Year. Jay White, Big Bad, Colt Cabana, Alien Invader, Diamond Danny G, and the Devil's Advocate Dan Williams. The winner here, Alien Invader. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, sure. Fastest twenty twenty three person ever. So why not? Yeah, that was one. That was one negative about that. I didn't like that you didn't even get a year with that gimmick. But yeah, congratulations to you. I mean, that's making an impact. You know, you know, getting not even getting a full year of your gimmick. Before they drop the ban hammer and you know nerf you, that's a big that's a big accomplishment. Diamond Dana G, I just don't know enough about Diamond Dana G to understand why he's on this list. Colt Cabana is the world champion. Jay White, Big Bad Bobby D, Devil's Advocate, you know all big competitors won a lot of things. Devil's Advocate also did get nerfed, so we may not see it reach the heights that it has in the past. But Alien Invader, congratulations. Breakout star of the year. The if is gone, folks. Nominees, Alec Ventresca, Ant West, Candy Mam, Tim Riley, Big Match Pete, Zach Ashley. The winner, Big Match Pete. My, my thoughts on Big Match Pete. At first I was thinking, well, he's in the higher class. So how can he be really breaking out if you're in the higher class? But then again, if you just asked me to name the members of the higher class, he wouldn't be one of the first. He so, won the title with Colt Cabana. It's, 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 uh, yeah. So, Pete. so yeah, a big match Pete totally makes sense. You know, completely agree with that. Non-super show moment. Now, from what I could tell watching the show, they didn't name a winner. And it actually says no winner on the nominee list. So I'll just read off the nominees. They are love and support for Bob Dunn. The Polka, greater than press one peace sign at AEW. The 
entrance card. I believe it's Love Song for Abigail, the Abigail entrance card created for Maestro and Rager Dragon God. Oracle and Big Jim Bias get engaged and the Phil Levan campaign. All these things deserve recognition, so, you know, congratulations to everyone for making the list. I think that's it. If, there's, if you have nothing to say, I'll just move on to the next category. Feud of the Year. The 8-bit battles between the antagonist and Alien Invader. Should have won. Should have won. Piglet versus Rowdy Ron. Bob Dunn versus James Booker. Kirk Polka versus Rusty Will. Rusty Wool. The Prize Fighter versus the Phoenix at the time, now the Star Maker. And Eddie Fury versus the Big Guy. I've already given you, you my thoughts on Rusty Wool, so cut that out immediately. Nope, sorry. Um, Prize Fighter versus Phoenix? Good feud. Uh, Bob Dunn versus Booker, two 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 tight two titans of the game. You versus eight bit Ant West, eight bit gold on the line. Big feud. Piglet versus Rowdy Ron. I don't you don't and I apologize to them. I don't remember it, so I don't really have a. I'm not gonna. I, because I don't remember, I can't say one or the other. What do I think it's the? Do I think it deserves to win over other things? I'm sorry, guys. This is no no disrespect to you. That's just me. I must have missed it. I miss a lot of things. I don't remember everything. So congratulations. Moving on. Player of the year. Nominees: Bob Dunn, Matt Nealon, Chris Pate, The Cannoli, The Grump, and Press One P. The winner, Bob Dunn. Every nominee on this list deserves to be on the list. Bob Dunn deserves to win. Yeah, they, they got it right. Uh, yeah. Bob, Bob, Bob's gone through a lot this year. He, he's gone and traveled. He's won the world title. Matt Nealon, he, uh, come on, he won the two biggest tournaments in the press one piece, press one P. But yeah, Bob, Bob deserved it. Yeah. All right. Now, final two things we'll talk about. The Hall of Fame and the SRG, I'm sorry, and the Steve Resk Awards. I think they gave out three Steve Resk Awards. Alec Ventresca, Evil Ed the Cheesehead, and Scott Meister. In addition, Evil Ed the Cheesehead and Scott Meister will receive create a competitor prizes. They'll be able to create competitors in Super Show. If I've gotten any of that wrong, I'm sorry. That's my understanding. They all deserve it. Alec Ventresca is a great player. I've never met Evil Ed, but the man, big fixture in New England, big fixture online. Nobody has given away more Twitch subscriptions than Evil Ed. Scott Meister, great player, huge fixture on in the uh, huge fixture in the Rust Belt area. I'll never forget watching him almost blow. A, a match, basically had the match in the bag and botched it. Worst play I've ever seen in Super Show the game, but did not let that defeat him. Went on to win that game. All these, I think these are all great picks. 
If there's anything you'd like to add, Mr. Perry, otherwise I will go on and talk about the Hall of Fame. All right. The SRG. 20, they, they were announced as 2023 class. I don't know if that's a mistake. If they meant to say 2022, they get the years wrong. I don't know why the years are such a problem for them, but they get the years wrong. But here's the newest class in the SRG Hall of Fame. First, we have the guy, Matt Stevens. For those of you who don't know Matt Stevens, and I unfortunately never met him, I didn't run into him at the Gen Con we were both at. When I went down to the first plat Saturday, while that was his store and he was playing there at the time, he just missed that event. Matt Stevens, he's the father of the Witch's Apprentice, and Haley Stevens, he was the partner of Anarchy Sun in the, uh, what do they call themselves? The Alpaca Protection Agency. Just, you know, huge, important part of Louisville Super Show. 100% agree with him going into the Hall of Fame. Next, another top fixture in Louisville Super Show, Jacob Maynard. Jacob Maynard owns Comic Book World. Comic Book World was the first store to host a creative competitive tournament, Flat Saturday. It was the first store to be a retail partner with Super Show. Jacob Maynard, one of the three rules authorities. If you ever have a rules question, you tag Steve Resk, you tag John Polvruno, and you tag Jacob Maynard. Hasn't been around as, around as much as he has been in the past. Steve did say he still talks to Jacob Maynard regularly. I'm glad to see that. I do see Jacob Maynard still running Comic Book World, having a family, great guy. Haven't seen him in a while, but great pick for Hall of Fame. Next pick, the Horsemen. These were four players, debuted, I believe it was Gen Con 2019, might be 2018, I could be wrong. As General Manager Clace announced it, One of the horsemen, Ben Kosmowski, called a shot at the Gen Con Underworld Tournament, won. The next two horsemen, Corey Robert and Corey Pitney, called their shot in the tag team tournament, and they won. The remaining horseman, Matt Smith, called a shot in the LFF World Heavyweight Championship Tournament at Gen Con, and made top four. Didn't win! but came extremely close to winning. A performance to pretty much last the ages. Matt Smith, that final horseman, went on to host a creative competitor tournament at his store in Big Rapids, Michigan. That store, as far as I know, no longer exists. But because of him, we have Dizzy derailed in the game. She was one of his local players. They created a horseman university, which is a resource I utilized great thinkers in the game. Matt Smith, the father of the GOAT, Brock Smith, still a prominent figure in Super Show. The Horsemen 100% deserve to be Hall of Famers. Final Hall of Famer, Mike Riot, a.k.a. Ian Kinderdine. 
He's the man behind Mike Riot, the man behind Dynamite, the man behind the man from tomorrow, a New Zealand Super Show player. He's the reason Liger is in the game, and we have Liger's Den. He was Liger's roommate many years ago. Huge, huge pop he received when he traveled to the first Grand Gathering. Great guy in Super Show. This is a great Hall of Fame class for Super Show this year. Nothing but praise for all these people. The final award that I have to bring up is the Player of the Era. The winner of Player of the Era is Kirk Polka, the phenomenal one himself. Absolutely great choice. I actually had a conversation with him not too long ago where I called it. I said, you're going to be the next Player of the Era. I said, you absolutely could be the next Player of the Era. And he was, which makes sense. The man's the only two-time LFF Underworld Champion. He won the first ever Create a Competitor Tournament, Plaid Saturday. He's created so many competitors in this game. Had a huge stamp on this game. Wooly Bully, The Phenomenal One, Lady Baba, Lily Mai, Chloe Mai, Naja Mai, Mila Mai, Maidens of the Storm, Polka Dot Tea Party. My Girls, Tornado Tag, My Girls Trio, The New Wool Order. Tag, Trio, the Sheeple's Champions. I can't even think. There's probably there's so many I'm forgetting. Cheer and Fear, SRG Spirit. The man's created more competitors than maybe only Bob Dunn rivals him in terms of what he's meant to the game. Former Origins Underworld Championship Tournament winner. Accolade upon accolade. If there's a player that deserves to be player of the era as much as John Fulverino, it's Kirk Polka. Great choice. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all the winners. No matter what our thoughts are, everyone who was nominated, everyone who we talked about, you're all an important part of the tapestry of the LFF, of Super Show the Game, no matter what our opinions are on a particular award, the game wouldn't be the same without you. So don't take this too seriously. At the end of the day, at least for me, it's just me giving my opinion on a hobby. It's not the end of the world. Unfortunately, while I was talking about the Steve Resk Award, I lost Mark Perry, so I'd like to thank him for having come on the show. I like doing these shows with you. They definitely get a reaction from the crowd. I'm hoping this isn't the show that gets me kicked out of the game. If it is, you know what? Going out right before episode 250 is a great time to go out. With that being said, I'd like to thank all of you for listening to this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, and good day.